Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sheep Get Sheared podcast. I'm your host, Austin Creed, and today we're talking about relationships. This is a topic we talk about all the time on the show, so it should be no surprise to those of you who have watched the show before. Uh, my friends, you know, relationships, in my opinion, are something that is probably the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. The reason I say that is not because I want you to be stressed. I say that to you because at the end of the day, it can either be the best decision of your life or it can lead to a huge problem that then you have to spend a decade or several decades dealing with, paying for, uh, suffering through, and the list could go on and on. And so when we talk about relationships, it's really easy to talk about how this one group is to blame and this one group is the victim. And I don't think that that is smart. In fact, if anything, it's very disingenuous. Let me ask you something. How many times in your life have you tried to oversimplify an issue? Have you, in making a generalization, you've misled people, you've made a mistake, you've made a complex issue into something that it is not? How many times have you done that? There's no shame. We've all done that. But today, I hope to not do that. In fact, if you really want to know my philosophy, I wrote this book, Biblical Bachelor, and I talk all about it in very descriptive detail about the alternatives that are available to you. We look at society today, and Western civilization as a whole was built upon the traditional Judeo-Christian values. What we look at today, and we see the debauchery, the garbage, the sewer pipe of Hollywood. We see all these things just flying at us from every single direction. And it's no wonder that people are checking out. People are saying, I'm going overseas. Uh, I'm going monk. I'm not dealing with this. I'm going to get a surrogate. I'm, I'm not going to deal with the semi-quasi-feminist, not traditional, wannabe traditional society that at face value says they care about tradition but when as soon as you go at least a little under the surface you see it for what it truly is a lie a deception and a fraud a total facade and that's why we're going to talk about relationships again today and i'm going to offer you alternatives it's easy for someone to come up here and bash one thing without providing solutions. For me, being a biblical bachelor is a solution, and I've written all about it. Now, when it comes to that, then one of the issues I have, and I have a bone to pick, especially with the modern Christian church, mainly the Protestants. Catholics are kind of guilty of this, but nowhere near to the extent Protestants are. The reason I have a bone to pick with a lot of the Protestant churches is because it's too... It's being a little too happy-go-lucky, a little... It's going along with the program too much. It's been secularized, and the reason we have a monogamous society is it's nothing new. I mean, we can look in history, and we're going to do that here in a second, but we can look throughout society, and we could say at surface level, oh, we're very monogamous. You know, we have one man, one woman, or one woman, one woman, one man, one man. We don't have a lot of plural marriages in this country. We have people who get divorced all the time and then get remarried, which in my opinion is polygyny, but we'll ignore that. We'll, we'll go for the social monogamy. We'll go with the program. But even then, 
we are only at surface level. And so you may say, well, then what's beyond what we have now? Well, I'm so glad you asked, because we're going to get into that right now. But if you want your voice to be heard, and if at any point you feel like this, This is the worst kind of discrimination, the kind against me. You're more than welcome to voice your opinion. You're more than welcome to call me out, say that I'm wrong, and uh, tell me why, because that is what this show is about. This show is not meant for me to be throw information in your face and you either accept it or reject it. No, the show is built on conversation, dialogue, for you to develop your own personal philosophy, whether it aligns with mine or is 100% farthest thing from it. There is no wrong answers here. There is nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. Now, can you be more in line with reality and completely out of line with reality? Yes, you can. But at the end of the day, that is your choice, not mine, your choice to make. And in that spirit, we're going to present you with some science. And so let's get, let's get down to the whole monogamy question, shall we? So according to psychology today, monogamy is natural from the perspective of evolutionary psychology. I don't know if I'd go that far, but let's see what they say. This is because fathering is a, nat is a natural is natural in humans, and fathering only evolves from enough um, sexual exclusiv exclusivity to ensure paternity certainty for men and resource provision certainty for women. In other words, what they're saying is it evolved from a man's desire to have his own woman and a woman's desire to not starve and have shelter. That's essentially what they said using scientific flamboyant language. However, science has yet to definitively determine whether humans are naturally monogamous or polygamous. You see, in my opinion, and from what I've seen both in religious texts, historical texts, anthropology, societies will develop based upon what they just described. The access to resources, the distribution of said resources, and the access to them. In other words, if you're a person of means then you can have more versus someone who has to deal with less and subsist upon less than what you know might be standard so therefore they have to deal with less plus we also cannot avoid the realities of community building i mean let's just look at the fact that what was it past the year of like the night past the 20th century there were like fewer than 1 billion people on the planet and then since World War, since the modern industrialization, that number has skyrocketed by about a billion people every like 10 to 15 years. Okay? So when we're community building, whether it's in America, whether it's in Europe, Africa, Asia, Australia, it doesn't matter. When you're building a community, you want to avoid people whacking each other based off of mating issues. That's why patriarchy has existed, not, only, not to keep women in their place, but to keep men in their place, to keep men accountable, and to protect women, not only from other men, but from themselves in the process. See, that's the part that women forget, is, yes, it's there to protect women from men, but it's also supposed to protect women from their own bad choices. Ladies, let's just be totally honest. How many times in your life have you asked your husband, boyfriend, father, brother, uncle 
for help for a problem you caused that you walked into or that you had something a large reason to deal with we call those victim blaming now i call it accountability and then you had to have somebody come play rescue heroes to save you how many times have we seen that oh we've seen it a lot in fact there's a whole story a whole series of stories based off of this there you might have heard of them they're uh the princess locked in a tower uh prince comes to save the princess type of stories why do you think those existed uh not because there were a lot of princes and princesses but because a lot of women needed help to survive and they needed help from protection today the government does that job back in the day the government didn't have the capacity to spy on you to surveillance you behind your back illegally by the way uh, and so they had to depend upon the individual to contribute but today they don't have to do that and so that's why with the security of the government monogamy is falling apart because monogamy is based off of giving men especially in normal patri um, patriarchal societies a reason to participate in the society we see today i, I know i'm not discussing the literature yet this is a stream of consciousness show you ever wonder why today a lot of men are checking out of society they don't feel as though they have anything to gain they're just going their own way disengaging the reason that's happening is not because men hate women it's because men are not gaining from society anymore believe it or not People tend to be more enthusiastic about a social order, about a career, about an activity when they stand to benefit from that. And that's not just men. Women are the exact same way. The problem is in today's society, there are certain people who are told you have privilege, you have all the advantages in the world, but yet they live it out and they're like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? It seems like every which way to Sunday, I'm being blocked and inhibited but yet told that I have the biggest advantages on the planet. Hmm. And then they wonder why they're checking out and saying, you know what? Your system sucks. I'm not going to participate. I'm going to go do what I want to do. And you can go F yourself, basically. You can go screw off. I don't care about you. That's what they're saying because they don't have anything to gain. Back in the day, a man had something to gain by contributing to his family, to the local community, to even his country as a whole. Now... He doesn't have anything to gain. In fact, he puts himself, he puts his neck on the chopping block when he engages with women. She could false allegate him. She could take him to child support court, take him to family court, uh, ruin his reputation, slander him. I'm not saying every woman will do this. I'm saying they have the capacity to do these things and we'd be foolish to not identify that. So part of the reason monogamy is falling apart is because the men at the top who have all the protection and of a say in the government more than the average person they have access to multiple women versus the average guy no longer has an incentive to contribute so now he's going his own way and walking away entirely and that's why we see what we're seeing and this is being reflected in the literature let's go back it says however science has yet to determine whether humans are naturally monogamous monogamy does exist in nature but only in nine percent of mammals and 29% of primates are monogamous. Humans aren't sexually monogamous in the same way that many birds are, for example. Geese form a lifelong couples and rarely mate with anybody 
other than that partner. Most humans can't do that. Not that they got, lack the capacity, they lack the desire. They have the ability to do it, but they lack the capacity to follow it through. And, you know, the reason that women are blamed for a lot of this is because the average woman has access to pretty much any man she wants. So therefore, she's hold to a higher standard than the, the guy. That's like, let me put it to you like this. If there was a weak, scrawny guy in the, you know, who's going to school, and then there's this big, jacked guy out of his mind, who also goes to the same school, that guy who's jacked, who if he hits someone, or if he gets into a fight, is liable to put the other person in the hospital, He's going to be held under stricter scrutiny than the guy who couldn't do anything even if he tried. On the dating marketplace, the average woman can have access to anyone from a billionaire to a brokey, and so she's held to a higher standard on the sexual marketplace. And women like to complain about this because they don't like it. Well, it's too damn bad. You can go complain to God about it because that's just how it works. If men had access to it, we would be held to that standard too, but we are not, so we don't get held to that standard. Women want to often complain about how men tend to be rewarded on a social level for sleeping with women, but then women are penalized for sleeping with a lot of men, and the reason for that is because a woman, all she got to do is just show up and sit there like a Carl's Jr. star. A guy has to have money. He has to be charismatic. He has to be good looking. He has to have status, money. He has to have game. He has to have something to even get to that point. A woman doesn't. All she has to have is a vagina and show up. You see how there's a discrepancy of one has to work exceptionally harder to get to get access versus one can just give access whenever they want to whoever they want at any time. You see how that works? If men could do that, if, if it was reversed, we would see the same thing in reverse, but we don't. Because the average man has, what, like eight sexual partners over the course of his entire life? Versus a woman can have eight people in a day? In an hour? If you think I'm lying about that, I'm not. I'm not. All you gotta do is go on the internet and see what I'm talking about. Um, but you see, eight a one the average guy has eight women over his entire life versus the a woman can have eight guys in a single hour. Not saying they would, but they could. You see how there's a little bit of an imbalance there? Let's go back to the article. Let's go, let's go back to this. Someone said monogamy is a social construct influenced by religion culture, and society. I agree with that. 100% agree with that. Monogamous relationships can be difficult to maintain and require constant effort from both partners while there is an expect, ugh, while there is an expectation of exclusivity, this doesn't guarantee emotional or sexual fidelity. We see that with how many men are cheated on, how many women are cheated on. It's not just a one-way street. However, one has extensively more access than the other. Women don't often see that because the average guy is invisible to her. She thinks that we're talking about Chad because she talks about Chad. She thinks we're talking about Pyrone, but we're not talking about Pyrone. She doesn't see the average guy. She only sees Pookie, Ray Ray, Chad, and Tyrone. 
She only sees the handsome guy who goes to the gym, the guy who has a six-figure job, the guy who has status, who has something to offer her versus the average guy doesn't have that. So he becomes invisible. If you want to prove this, ladies, next time you go to the store, let's say you go to the store. Let's say you go to like Trader Joe's or something, right? You get out of your car, you go into the store, you pick up your your spaghetti, your vegan cream cheese, uh, your strawberries, your rosé, and you go to the counter, and then you walk out back to your car. How many men did you walk by without even realizing it? We as men, we see almost every single woman that we ever walk past. We go to the store, we go to the gym, we go to our job. We see every woman that we come across. Now, it doesn't matter if she's attractive or if she's ugly, we noticed her. Women, on the other hand, women don't work that way. And that's partially why they're held to a different standard. They noticed Chad when he walked in looking all buff and sexy, but they didn't notice uh, John, who never goes to the gym, who works a, an IT job, who makes $60,000 a year, who's overweight. She didn't notice him, though. You see how there's a discrepancy there? Part of the reason monogamy existed, so that John has a reason to go to work. So that Phil has a reason to go to his job, because he's now supporting his wife and his kids. Versus Phil wouldn't have to climb the corporate ladder and be competitive and contribute if it was just him living in his studio apartment. You see how that works? That's part of the reason why monogamy exists and why we see it in society today, in my humble opinion. Now, they mentioned religion. We're going to go into the religion aspect of it. For those of you who think they read Genesis chapter 2 and that uh, monogamy is what is... You know, God forbids polyamory or polygamy or um, polygamy or anything else. Let's go to the Torah. Torah contains regulations within Exodus that states, Exodus 21.10 states the following. It says, if he takes another wife for himself, her food, her clothing, and her duty of marriage, shall he not diminish? In other words, it says Jewish law forbids a woman from marrying more than one husband, but it does permit a man to marry more than one wife. The Bible contains several instances of polygamy, including Abraham, Jacob, the kings. We, anybody who's read the Bible knows this. However, I can already hear the women saying this. You know, oh, dis discrimination, this isn't fair. Oh, this is getting weird. This is the worst kind of discrimination. The kind against me. But you need to understand something, okay? We already, I already talked about this, but I'll reiterate what I said earlier. Women can literally just go to the first guy they see on the street, offer him some segs, and he'll take it. Why? Because most men can't get it. Now, don't for a second think that I'm talking about me. We're not talking about me. I don't have any trouble getting that. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying it so you understand that I'm not trying to project on this show. Okay? Number two, when it comes down to it, in a, in a patriarchal society, which most societies have been and continue to be to this day, except in America and some Western countries, it's really hard for the family name to be passed on, for records to be kept and whatnot, when they don't know who the father is because the woman has multiple husbands. It gets really hard. Men can produce children a lot faster than women can. 
So it's a lot easier to keep track of who belongs to who and whose kid is whom when there's sexual when there is sexual exclusivity versus promiscuity and debauchery. That's why I was punished. Not because they were trying to slut shame, but because they didn't want society to erupt in flames or for people to be petty and to for someone's neighbor to, to get knocked off for a really dummy for a really dumb pathetic reason. Like mate guarding issues. It wasn't meant to be discriminatory, it was meant to make sure that people could prosper as much as possible. See, people want to take things personally and think that everything is an attack against them instead of just trying to protect an entire civilization from ruin. But you see, that's why we have to go beyond monogamy because we need to understand that, like I said before, people with means will have the capability to have more versus the people who have, can barely maintain the standard of living tend to have to deal with what they what they can they can get. The strong do what they can't do what they want, the weak do what they must. And we see that reflected in every society across the world. But my friends, this is why monogamy is important to discuss because it's often referred to as the cornerstone of civilization when in fact, in some societies it is, but a lot of times we don't actually have monogamy. We have a, a surface level monogamy. If you have divorce, you're not monogamous. If you've got more than one partner, you are not monogamous. And at the end of the day, I'm not here to default you if you have more than one partner or you're not monogamous. I'm not particularly a big believer in monogamy because it just doesn't work in today's society. Can it work? Yes. Do we have the enforcement and the education and everything to make that work? No, we don't. Because with freedom and democracy, that's not a sustainable system. Because freedom entails the freedom to do things that are unpopular, the freedom to do what you want, which a lot of times is not to benefit society as a whole, but to benefit you. My friends, Relationships have evolved over time as technology has changed, as people's morality has changed, our religious texts have been interpreted. All these things play a factor into relationships, into government, into education, and all these things are intertwined into the human existence that we call life. But I'm curious as to what you have to say. If you agree, disagree, your comments, questions, concerns, I'd love to hear them. I encourage you to question everything you heard today because I know you probably will have your own opinion and that's good. I just caution you to have an open mind about what you heard. Probably wasn't what you're used to, but that's okay. I want you to develop your own personal philosophy that works for you to help you get through and win as much as possible in your life. My friends, take care of yourselves and I hope to see you next time. Peace.